You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to Orange County's longest running business talk show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and we are going to have fun and a great show for you. Why? Because Lisa Nguyen, who is the founder of Smart Bean Incorporated, is my guest today. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Rick. It's nice to have you on the show. So let's talk about Smart Bean. You've been in business for three years, a little over, over three years, but three years. What was your original motivation to start this business? So uh, 2018 is when I started Smart Bean. And um, that was that year, right? <laughs> I was so broken that I needed to build something uh, to feel whole again. And it wasn't broken in terms of financials. We were fine, but emotionally I was a wreck. It was the year before um, I had just experienced the biggest failure in my career, followed by uh, intense divorce that just left me i was just lost and sad and so i did a lot of soul searching and i realized that home was loved but unsettling and work was my sanctuary it was where i found peace and um at that you know my experience up until then was running a payroll company and there was nothing peaceful about running a payroll company it's pretty high stress uh, but you know what the outcome was predictable that's why I feel appreciated. And I just needed to build something to get back to that again so I can feel whole again. And of course, you know, in supporting my children, I can just get another job, right? But I took the risk of starting the business really to save myself, just to to feel okay again. Um, so that's the motivation. And then figuring out what to do is the next important uh, task, uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> so, in, in a minute. I, I'm wondering, three years in, I, I know you're a serial entrepreneur because we're going to talk a little bit about your other business, your payroll business, uh, a little later in the program. But how long did it take you with Smart Bean to believe that you had a business that you could count on that would survive and thrive? So I uh, did a lot of research prior to starting the business, right? I researched, I you know, look at what I was as a small business owner, what I first I knew that I wanted to be supporting the small businesses, because mm. that's where I feel most comfortable. That's what I know. And so um, next is just what can what do they need? And so I did a lot of research. I talked to tons of people. I go to a tons of conferences. I have spreadsheets up the walls, like just every, you know, did a lot of that. So in terms of benchmarking and, you know, making sure that this work, uh, I self-check all the time, right? But the turning point for me was really when smart people, good people, capable people starting to join the company mm. is when I, I, that's kind of like confirmation for me that it was just not me and my crazy idea. Other people think that is, uh, is doable too. And so it started out with, you know, having a Victor Constantino, he is our VP of sales and marketing joined us. And then I got Laura Alexander, who is found me online, and she's now running out, you know, our onboarding system and just got sense. These people 
were sent to me because they believe in what we're doing. And um, so that's when I knew that we were going to be okay <laughs> because I got the support from these people. That That's a great story because nobody does it alone, right? It really no, does but... come, especially in a service business. It's mm -hmm. the people that are there. We were talking about that before we were on the show, ladies and gentlemen, yes. kind of exchanging stories. But um, so let's look at the other side of it because entrepreneurs know uh, tomorrow's not guaranteed. And so mm -hmm. I'm wondering over the years of with Smart being the three plus years, did you ever face a time where either there was an external challenge or something caused you to think, hey, the business might be at risk? Oh, yeah. So we started in 2018. Uh, we didn't really fully offer our service and onboarding clients until 2019. Then 2020, mm -hmm. COVID happened. And within the first few weeks of March shutdown, um, we get clients canceling service. Um, and, you know, we were talking about that earlier, Rick, where, you know, we don't have, make our clients sign a contract because I do believe that I want the clients to stay with us because they see the values. And so we have all these clients who understandably telling me, hey, I don't have a business anymore. What are you going to keep for me? <laughs> There's no bookkeeping. Uh, so that was really scary. And um, but you know what? At that time, my focus was I you know, being a small business owner myself, I felt so much of what is going on from my clients that I was on a mission. I was like, mm -hmm. I'm going to help these people. And so it was all about focusing on helping uh, your know, small business, my clients in particular, getting the PPP loan, getting the EIDL loans. And my team was so supportive. We all overnight, we all work remotely. Right. Uh, we adjusted that so quickly and we were the productivity never stopped the um, but we have become even more engaged with our clients. So I think that I was just focusing more on not so much surviving for ourselves, but to help my fellow clients. And in turn, obviously, if they have a business, then I have a business. Right? So I felt like we lived through that you know, very well. Like we, we came out of that with flying colors. We, we did really well actually in 2020, you know, when we look back, we mm -hmm. put in a lot more work though, a lot more time, a lot more work to get the result, but at least we're still in business. So, um, yeah. So, but there was time when I was very worried. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As you were describing that, you, I mean, it really it was two years ago this month, right? February of 2020, right. when, when in many ways we were still sort of bumping along in this blissful ignorance about what COVID would do to us. Mm -hmm. And then March happened. So we're coming up on that two year anniversary and it's kind of almost makes my palms sweat, frankly, as you're describing <laughs> that time, because it was so uncertain, but let's talk about smart bean. Mm -hmm. What is it that the firm does and why do clients choose to do business with you? Okay, well, thank you for that. So Smart Bean, we makes it easy for you to stay on top of your business financial. So for as a small business, um, the way we structure our service is to make sure that it meets the three C's of bookkeeping. So for people out there who are looking to uh, hire a bookkeeper's, um, you want to look at these three things. One is control. Do you still have access to your data? Do you own your data? Two is convenience. Is it easy for you to, to do this, right? How much you pay? Is it easy? 
And uh, most importantly is the consistency. Like what happened to uh, if that bookkeeper got sick or is it going to be handled the same way? Is there structure, is there standard to the service? So we structure everything around that. We, we get into our client's book daily. I believe that bookkeeping is not an after the fact thing. It's not something you do to file taxes. It's actually something you should be doing on a regular basis and draw insights from that. And so we do daily bookkeeping. We reconcile the account monthly and quarterly. Um, and actually at any time, our clients can reach out to have a financial review with us. But on a monthly basis, they get the report so they can see how their business is doing. So, so in a nutshell, yes. <laughs> that's that's just the start. I mean, can we spend a little bit of time on SmartBean? Because I have sure. a couple follow-up questions mm -hmm. for you. Uh, what is a good client for you? Like who, when you look at your whole client list, mm -hmm. what would you like to have more of in your business as far as customers and clients? Thank you. So the customer that we serve best are those people that are work that um, are working with other people, you know, that they are in the, all day long they're in, they're either dealing with other customer or they are working on their craft, like such as, you know, beauty biz people who have like a spa and they work on their clients all day long. They don't have, when they come home, they don't want to be working on their books, right? Uh, creative people, trades people. Uh, we also do very well with uh, small law firms um, that need to have their trust account taken care of. So we, um, those are the people that we serve best um, at this point. And uh, it seems to me that many companies that are growing, as you are with SmartBean, are finding it a little more challenging to find people to do the work, to hire mm -hmm. talent. Is that your experience or is that not your experience? Um, you know what? The, one of the things that came out of COVID for us that was very positive is that, if you can say that, COVID's positive, is that... Um, we are able to recruit. So first of all, we transition into a fully remote uh, working type of environment for our company. Our company is completely fully US based. So we don't offshore any services. I know that's a popular thing right now to mm -hmm. offshore bookkeeping service. All of our staff are US based. So the nice thing about this though, it, with working remotely in the accounting industry is very uh, traditional where people, um, accounting firms when, want their employees to be working in the office. And so because of COVID, a lot of people really start to see the benefits of working from home. Right. And therefore, they don't want to go back to work. So we were able to recruit some of the best talents that I would otherwise not be able to. Um, to recruit that they joined the, the, uh, our firm because they want to be able to work remotely. We're also hiring people all over the country, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, our wages in California is worth a lot more to somebody else in, you know, uh, Tennessee, for example. So we're serving people from all over the U.S. and we have employees from all over the U.S. And so it's broadened our pool of being able to recruit good people. So it's been a good, it's been working well for us. The biggest challenge we have, I would say, with remote working is the productivity part, right? Mm -hmm. We all have to learn how to work 
at home because it's too easy to have distraction. It's too easy. It we don't realize it, but it's and then also we talked about this earlier, Rick. Like you need to go outside, <laughs> take a walk, don't just be in the room with you know all day long. That could be tough too. Um, so we do different things in our uh, company to keep that collaborate, you know, the communication between the uh, the beans, uh, you know, more constant and easier. We do a lot of video chatting all day long. Is that what you call your employees, the beans? The beans, yeah, we all, <laughs> everyone has a bean name. I'm the boss bean. Okay. And uh, and then we have all kind of beans uh, in the group. So one of the things they have to do when they join is they have to figure out their bean names. <laughs> so I see on your screen you have a QR code. And yes. can you explain what that is for me, please? So the QR code will take you to our website. Okay. It's very straightforward. Our website, you can learn about all of our services. Our pricing is on our website. So we charge a flat rate. Uh, we have different plans for you to fall on and then once you are in if you're interested in our service then we will have one of our executive reach out to you and do an analysis with you to make sure that it is the right fit uh, because it's a long-term relationship people <laughs> we bring right. you on we want you to stay so we want to make sure that we're right fit for each other i really applaud you i think that is really smart to be willing to put your pricing on your website i believe in content marketing and people should be able to go as far on the customer journey of deciding if you're the right partner for them as possible. Many times people are reluctant to share their pricing online for a whole host of reasons. Mm -hmm. But I think those are outweighed by the fact that you're allowing your client when they finally do, I assume, engage with you to really kind of know what to expect if they decide to do business with you, which I, I applaud you for being a sharp and smart entrepreneur to do that. <laughs> Thank you. But why did you pick after being in the payroll industry, mm -hmm. bookkeeping? Well, I was terrible with my bookkeeping. When <laughs> I, <laughs> payroll company. And I still am. I was just talking to one of my clients and I said, you know, I need a bookkeeper for my bookkeeping business. <laughs> uh, that, that was the reason, Rick. Thank you for asking that because uh, that's how I came up with bookkeeping. I think back at my uh, payroll company and like, what was my biggest challenge when I was running the company? And I was like, it's bookkeeping. I was always behind, right? I, I wanted to hire bookkeepers and I have tried and I spend more time teaching them about where to put the transactions than because they come every month or every few weeks, it's the inconsistency of it. That's why consistency is important. That's why we do it every day, mm -hmm. right? Um, so, yeah, that was my biggest challenge was, was bookkeeping. I love it when entrepreneurs start a business to solve a problem they've had and then they mm -hmm. scale it so because they know that others have that problem. And that's clearly what you're doing here, Lisa. Let, let's shift our focus. You know, you're a serial entrepreneur. This isn't your first rodeo. You, as you said earlier, ran a payroll company, Payroll Ready, and you ran it for 10 years before you were able to sell it to QBI Payroll. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm wondering, because not... That's a dream of a lot of entrepreneurs who are listening to the show, but we don't do that very often, sell our business. What did you learn from the, this experience that could benefit these other entrepreneurs who are planning someday to sell their firm? 
so first of all, I want to do a shout out that QBI Payroll actually changed their name back to Payroll Ready. So it's PayrollReady.com, still a great company if you are looking for payroll service. Uh, but what I've learned from that is a couple of things. One is you have to, if you want to sell your business, you want to structure it as if it is a franchise so that somebody else can go in and just pick up the pace. So, you know, make yourself um, dispensable as soon as possible, right? Uh, because, you know, you want to be able to have an operation structure that way, document everything, um, and always know what it is that you're selling. Are you selling the whole operations or you're just selling the client list, right? And when, when someone asks to buy your company, sell it. <laughs> That's the best time. Right? <laughs> you can always create another one, right? Uh, maybe even better ones. So uh, if someone asks you for it, you have, you know, you, you're in the seat to negotiate. And so uh -huh. don't say no right away. Consider the opportunity. That is fantastic advice and surprising, but I completely agree with you. Uh, any unexpected change of feeling after you sold the company? How, how was that when you no longer had your company as a part of your identity? Yeah, that, that was part of the whole thing, Rick. So when I sold the business, I was on the high. It was a great exit, fair, good. The company's still going on, so I was very proud of that first child, right? Then I think I felt lost. I, I just just lost that space, got involved into another uh, bio, uh, biotech company that is a startup, and it was just epic fail in all areas, mm -hmm. um, and, and which also affecting my marriage and everything else too. So it is, um, now I am, you know, 10 years later, a, a lot wiser. Uh, so, but, you know, you got to do what you do, and I have accepted that. Uh, everything that's happened is the way it's supposed to happen. I've learned so many lessons from it. Um, but it is hard for entrepreneurs to not attach ourselves to the entity, the identity of the business. It right. is difficult. Well, you, you refer to it in as a child in some ways. And and that that is you put so much of your time and energy into the business as an entrepreneur that it's mm -hmm. hard not to align yourself with it. And and many entrepreneurs. The research shows that many entrepreneurs after they sell their business are are unhappy because mm -hmm. they hadn't planned for a life where they weren't integral to a business and so to your credit you're now thriving and regrowing but you had to go through it it's amazing how much the entrepreneurial journey will test the individual and yeah. really cause you to be thinking deep thoughts about yourself in mm -hmm. addition to building and growing a business it's, a, it's not an easy path and it's not not everyone is cut out for doing what you're doing. And I applaud you for being successful at it. Not once, but twice. <laughs> where do you, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to ask where you go to get insight and experiences from other entrepreneurs that are helping you as you grow and build your company. Um, so I go inside first, right? So I take a lot of time to reflect because I think I am my best teachers <laughs> to to really learn from my experience from myself. Um, I continue to stay in touch with my clients. So every week I have clients meetings to review with them what's going on. So I have that uh, constant market research feedback from our clients. 
And I uh, have a group of uh, professionals that I network with. Rick, I saw your post on BNI for your son. And uh, that is the group. That is it. You know, every group is different. I'm in a BNI group. And I have to tell you, the professionals in there are more than just my professional networking friends. They have become my friends and they provide insight and resource and motivations. So I do that every week. So I every week I have a dose of, you know, self-reflection, clients, interaction and connections and my professional group. Fantastic. Yes. And it was, as I said on the LinkedIn post, it was, my son was the featured speaker for that BNI session. He actually invited me to come, which was an honor that he would want me in the room. And then I could not have been more proud than to see him as a as a professional man talking about his business in the way that he did. So where's the future? What is the future for you and Smart Bean? What do you see in the next several years, Lisa? So um, I know we're about to run out of time, but so there's a couple of things I want to talk about this. But the biggest one is that we will have a mobile applications for our business that help our clients help educate our clients and connect them to their numbers hmm. because that's the only way we can scale smart bean right there's only so many uh, there's only one lisa and i only have so much time in a week but i want our clients to continue to have be able to understand draw insight from the data that we provide them from their financials and the app is going to do that is my Mount Everest, but I'm going to get there and we are going to have it. Um, and I want um, SmartBean to remain a fully US based company um, for as long as well, we will always my dream would be creating jobs for Americans to support American business. Um, and that's that's about it you know scale evaluate um we have a certain evaluation um valuation in mind but we won't share it right now <laughs> where did you come up with the idea of creating an app so that actually was my original idea of starting okay. smart bean was also going around ai technologies creating an app that helps small business with bookkeepings um three years into it later I've spent so much money <laughs> with it and have failed over and over again. We don't have an app, but thankfully we have a great, you know, client base. And, um, and you know what, I'm actually in a way, I'm really glad I did not build an app three years ago because the app that we actually need, the small clients actually need is so different from what I had envisioned wow. three years ago. And so, um, it's, I think that it would be good, at least for my business, is to be in the business. And that is your best resource for research, for mm -hmm. really knowing what it is that people need. And then create the app to deliver that service. So it's going to happen. And I'll be on here again to tell you okay. about it. <laughs> I, and I so agree with you. I think planning is critically important, but you can only learn some aspects of it by doing and you need to get into the marketplace and test your ideas and be able to kind of keep resolving and improving it and evolving the product to meet the customer needs and yes you are going to be back and i'm completely convinced that you will eventually have that app because you don't fail at the things that you set your mind to do how would someone connect with you or learn more about your firm smart bean so the QR code I have there is great. Uh, you can also go to smartbeaninc.com. 
Um, and you can connect with me on LinkedIn, Lisa Nguyen, Smart Bean, should be able to find me. Our phone number is 714-503-8108. Um, someone always answers the phone. Business hours and my email address. You can just connect with me from LinkedIn. This has been uh, as exciting as I thought it was going to be. You're an impressive entrepreneur building your second <clears throat> successful company. Thank you for giving some of your time today to our audience and being a part of our community. I appreciate it. Thank you, Rick. I'd also like to thank the audience. You've listened, listening to Orange County's longest running business talk show. Lisa's episode was number 1,347. If you'd like to connect with me on LinkedIn, if you have a story to tell as an entrepreneur like Lisa just did, please connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm Rick Franzi, R-I-C-F-R-A-N-Z-I. And it's also my website, rickfranzi.com. And until the next time we have a chance to be together, I hope that all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. Mm -hmm.